well, faster my, it's um, just after midday, Monday on uh, Jadain, there's today, Jadain, Thursday, and Quegule Jeg Tajak Ari, the 15th day of the beginning of spring, or February, as it's uh, called. And this is Manx Radio's Man and Line. Are you still feeling that wave of love that we had yesterday? Um, well, we'll find out as, as the show progresses. There's a few uh, texts that if I get a chance to get back to, I'll, I'll, I'll read out. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to be a bit of a risky show today because I have forgotten my glasses, but I can just about make out what, uh, what some of the texts were saying. And uh, I think... On line one, I think we have Malcolm. Um, Malcolm, are you there? Hi, good yes, morning. Good, on well, good, good morning, Phil. It's Malcolm uh, here from hi. around. Well, how are you doing? I, I am fair to Middleton. How are you? Well, apart from forgetting me glasses, not too bad, you know. We'll, well, we'll, we'll you bear. know, you can get someone else to read it out for you, can't well, you? Well, I've, I've, I'm, one thing I would ask is, anyone texting in, can you text in in big letters, just so I can, I can see? <laughs> That's it, good. In the bold letters, aye. Aye. So, well, how well, can we help you? Phil, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of people talking about the Manxman, you know. She's a fine vessel. People need to take her as she is, you know. She's she's a brand new vessel. She's just getting used to the bank's waters, and um, I think she's doing a fantastic job. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. obviously, there have been well publicised tales uh, of of the Manxman not sailing uh, in weathers that perhaps the Ben McCree would have sailed sailed in. Uh, is is that uh, fair? Well, yes. I mean, it's a good assessment, but you know, she's brand new to the waters, and these things happen. You know, it's a it's a learning curve, isn't it? But I think she's a fantastic vessel. Yep, okay. I am. I love her. I so, love her. So, so you've been honest, presumably? Well, no, not yet. No, just seen her in the harbour there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm off on her on Wednesday, but all I get is glowing reports from the back of her. So yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to going on her. Eye. Oh, that sounds good. Aye. Uh, well, have you been on a Phil? What no, about no, uh, been on a I haven't. Been on a no? I haven't. I mean, I, I missed out on the on the press uh, look round, and uh, also um, Annie, uh, my uh, wife, is, is not awful keen on sailing. It's fair to say. Oh, uh, we have. She some can't pres- have a man sea legs. Well, then, no. She, well, she yeah, she's obviously built to stay on the island. So uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Aye, uh, so so on the, uh, we, if we are ever. Uh, Leaving the island uh, from time to time, we tend to go on uh, on the boat, uh, on the plane, I right. should say. On so, the pl- Oh, yeah. don't even get me started on that bloody airport, Jesus! Ah, <laughs> oh. we'll leave it there anyway. Phil. Okay. Have a fantastic day. Well, Stay let's in touch with yourself. That's very positive. Thanks very much for, Cheers, for, for mate. that. Goodbye. Cheers, mate. Goodbye. Bye. So that was Malcolm. That's a, a cheery start, if if not a little colourful uh, uh, language. Um. Right, so we have in a... Uh, well, th- first of all, this morning there was a, a report of, on uh, the breakfast show with uh, Beth and... I think Be- it was Beth and Ben. Um, and they were talking about uh, a bus station for Douglas. And uh, there were several texts in, uh, one of which uh, I think summarised the, the general thrust... Uh, it's ill thought out madness. We've spent all those millions in the uh, on the promenade, yet no bus station. There's plenty of areas between Jubilee Clock, Bottleneck Car Park, 
the opportunity was lost and solutions will be millions of pounds more to sort crazy government so this is one of the texts at least that uh, came in uh, i do remember um my one of my brief spells in the department of infrastructure we were looking at possibly setting up um a series of uh, or the main sort of area for for the uh, the, the buses uh, I, I, it wasn't actually going to be a, a bus station but we were looking at um just uh, down from um oh gosh what's the name of the victoria is it Victor- victoria street isn't it in douglas um that just around that area um which seemed closer to shops and closer to the the center of town seemed like a better spot generally to to have the bus but uh, the uh, buses the you know, the main sort of uh, stop and of course there's cafes all around there that uh, people could sit in if they wanted to wait for their bus in a more comfortable surrounding um, but for whatever reason, uh, that was that was shelved. But uh, I don't know, uh, anyone who wants to talk about buses, uh, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Um, one of the, uh, the texts that we got in was uh, uh, just joining in on some government love. Uh, this was yesterday, with a big lovey-dovey shout-out for the Connect Villages minibus team in Ramsey who provide an excellent local bus service to us folk in the north. And that was from Sandy Gate Steve. So, uh, yes, that's a a generally pleasant sort of uh, an email there, uh, or text perhaps. Um, I can't remember which it was now, but uh, also um, favourite things about the Isle of Man are heritage railways, especially Douglas Bay horse trams. Let's go all the way. Uh, Marine Drive, the view alone is spectacular and and going into spring when everything comes into bloom the birds begin nesting and the marine life uh, dolphins minky whales can be seen along the coastline uh, the view at the sound any time but especially on a summer's day uh, how lucky we are and it's all on our doorstep and that came in from carol there's a few texts in uh, today as well let's see what the first one is uh, uh, don't the government realize that even if we allow these giant windmills to be erected there's no way that they can uh, they cannot get the equipment that's big enough like the uh, the giant cranes to their uh, designated place without destroying the whole infrastructure to carry the windmills up Uh, to those narrow roads uh, it would be impossible we are talking absolutely massive blades plus the towers at least 150 uh, feet long and mhk mentioned on the show that they were going to beach land them it's ludicrous phil it just won't work it's just a big con for the taxpayers god help us and that's from manx will and then here's another one. Oh, this is very kind i love your accent so good to hear a proper manx accent you're a fantastic ambassador for the manx language well that's uh, very kind and, and i don't recognize the text number so possibly not one of my relatives um can you play a request for julian called windmills of my mind well we could do It'd be i'm not sure whether i have uh, the, the the ability or the technology and in any case actually we're not supposed to be listening to music today this, uh, this on, on this show at least we're supposed to be listening to you your voices your thoughts um so please uh, lash them in uh, new bus station c terminal a 
was that text from an MHK. Sounds like another chance to squander millions on another gold-plated scheme to help a certain secret society. And that's from Fran. Uh, I wonder which secret society she means. Um, And then I think Malcolm from around was taking the Michael. Oh, right. (laughs) Well, there we are. Well, Michael, if you listen... Oh, Malcolm. Oh, gosh, I'm getting very confused with with all the M's and the lack of glasses. Uh, Malcolm, if you listen, uh, were you taking the Michael? I don't think so. Um, Howard is on line one, and he wants to talk about buses. Hi, uh, uh, Phil. Almost called you Andy there for a minute. Well, um, any any old name will do. Thingy, uh, thingy call, will do. We always say, call me anything but late yeah. for dinner. <laughs> um, the I don't know if you can remember, but many years ago, um, the canopy that was at the airport used to protrude out further than what it does. And to get the double-deckers in there comfortably... Um, if my mind serves me right, I think they shortened the length of that canopy. They either took it down and put a new one up, or just shortened the ends of the uh, canopy section coming out from the main building. Um, now, is this what is in the minds of the powers to be, the DOI? Um, because the um, they determined one way or another to demolish or get rid of the sea terminal itself and maybe put a, well, that uh, building they were going to put out at Laxey, put that down there for people. But <laughs> they seem to be determined to um, do away with some form of sea terminal and to start chopping and changing um, down there at the sea terminal. And besides, it's a, I know it seems a strange thing, but to a lot of people it's going to be a long, inconvenient walk in bad weather from the shopping centre down to the sea terminal where it's not the most comfortable of places. And uh, besides, it's only open till 6 o'clock at night. But um, people of my age will remember where the bus terminal used to be in um, in the, the, the park down there where the, the shelters are now. Mm. And this is a, a thing that we should always remember. Be careful what you wish for when they knocked it down, uh, because that was nicknamed Bruff's Blunder. <laughs> and that was after the um, one of the senior members of the Douglas Town Council who designed it. And it served for many, many years as an airport terminal and a bus terminal. Hmm. And then they decided to get rid of it. So... The same thing should apply to the sea terminal. If they're going to change it, be careful what you wish for. And um, that is uh, will be an unsuccessful place to put a bus terminal. The buses used to go in, but only just turn around. And as I say, they, I don't know how far the canopies extend out on that, whether they are a danger in a sense to double-deckers coming round that way. Um, looking at the number of buses that got dense in the day, hmm. and that's on ground level. Yeah, certainly, again, I remember when I was Infrastructure Minister, this was looked at, and mm. there, was, there was some issue in relation to the um, the, the canopies and particularly the, the double-decker buses. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, maybe a new solution has been found, and we're all going to be delighted with it. Who knows? What, down at the seat? I don't think it will be uh, successful. It'll be another one of these, oh, well, we we thought we'd do it, but uh, it wasn't right. I had to spend about three million doing something. 
the um, I don't know what the um, the lease is on the car park, the um, Lord Street car park. Um, but obviously, whoever has it now has a long-term lease. But whatever was going to go on it, travel lodge, cinemas, and and the bus station. So there must be part of that park down there that is suitable for a bus station. So why can't they be more progressive and put something there that's at a convenient space uh, and allow the people to walk through the street and utilise all the shops right mm. through to the end to uh, Lord Street. And what, what do you think about the idea of Victoria Street possibly being used as the main uh, place? It's too narrow. Too narrow? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you only have to look at where they're stopping outside the Conister Bank. There's mm. two, maybe three parks there. They would have to dispense with car parking on the opposite side to make life uh, convenient because you would have um, deckers going down. Well, you'd have buses going down while there's still two or three parked there. They'd be wanting to get in and out. Uh, Victoria Street... Um, it's just it's just not suitable for buses, and they're getting wider by the day. They're over eight foot now, eight foot two, I think it is. So you're going to have twenty foot needed for two buses to go down through there. So you're not going to get park, and you're going to lose considerable amount, which is going to be detrimental to the shopping at the Duke Street, uh, Marks and Spencer's end of the town. Hmm. Yeah, well, thanks oh. thanks for that, Howard. Uh, we've got uh, a, a, another caller, looks like they're about available uh, to us. Um, and uh, uh, Pete, very helpfully, uh, has texted in to say, have you checked the top of your head for your glasses? Um, yeah, well, I, I sadly I have, and they're not there. And then another one here, uh, Faster My, please can we be reminded how much the Lord Street site was sold to Kane Limited for? And why can't it be reclaimed into government ownership due to failure of the developer to deliver a completed project? And that's from Andy. Um, I hadn't realised it had been sold, gosh. Um, but I'm sure um, someone listening may know the answer to that question. And certainly we'd be keen to hear um, from whoever might know the answer. Um, I'll Yes, I'll come to Wilf now, who uh, is sifting through some rather unpleasant stuff. Wilf? Hello, get yourself near the microphone. You're a bit faint. Am I a bit faint? I, I'll, I'll turn myself up a bit. How's that? Yeah. That's it. That's the one, yeah. Aye. Um, just a short one. I've, I was just looking at the examiner here and uh, see this article about all the sewerage getting washed on Peel Beach, hmm. which now the Peel people have always been proud of the beach and they've always kept it clean, and they do a wonderful job. And then in the same the same uh, article is we're promised, or, or they are promised, a new sewerage works. Hmm. But the only trouble is, with all these sewerage works that they're doing around the island, or promised that they're doing, they do not take out the chemicals. Right. They only take out the solids, and that instead of instead of uh, the government spending millions on bills and the green party and electric cars and all that, they want to get their sewage sorted out. That's the first thing. That's far far more greener to do that and stop poisoning the sea. Hmm. We're talking about we're talking about another fifteen hundred people. There's another fifteen hundred toilets. Yeah, 
See what I mean? Mm. It's just absolutely ridiculous. We just put wherever we go around the Isle of Man, we're pouring raw sewage into the sea, and yep. it needs to stop. And the other thing that we're pouring into the sea is microplastics uh, from things like washing machines and even even things like toothpaste and all this sort of stuff. There's these uh, tiny little particles which then get absorbed by plankton, which then uh, get eat by fish. And uh, when they get... and then we eat, and then we eat the fish. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. getting getting the chemicals out uh, of the uh, effluent would be quite a yes. quite a task, wouldn't it? No, no. The the task is is it's it's known technology mm-hmm. because they do it. Uh, they do it across. Right. Several cities across are doing it because you've only got to get. Well, I don't drink, but uh, if you look for it at a tin of pop or a tin of beer, wherever it's wherever it's been produced. It could be recycled water, hmm. and recycled water is chemicals taken out. Right. Uh, <clears throat> otherwise, okay. you just can't drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are just pouring, still pouring chemicals. Everybody puts poison down the toilet. Everybody, hmm. including me. Hmm. So you know, it's it's not good. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, hopefully, the people in Peel this time round will all get behind their sewage uh, treatment works and uh, there, there were two previous attempts i think which which failed um and uh, maybe maybe on this this occasion third third time oh gosh i nearly <laughs> i nearly well, said something thing, i shouldn't have then third time lucky i meant to say the, the thing is peel is getting bigger and bigger all the time yeah yeah so that's more sewage so you know yeah good oh well thanks for that uh wilf um all right cheers and uh, we've had a another text in which says, just a quick one, re the state of Douglas Key. Many of the paviors are broken or loose and little grout left. Uh, between that and dog muck, it's not very welcoming. Our island is really starting to look tired under this administration. Um, so there's a view. And that's from texter ending 143. Um what else have we got here? Graham Fox Hume uh, writes in, Further to yesterday's programme, here's something to celebrate. Our island is going to be covered with bird-killing, no-go area-creating, backup-needing wind farms. Whoopee. And that's from Graham Fox Hume. Um, possibly a little bit uh, cynical there, Graham, but uh, it's a view. And and then David H. carrying, or oh, Case Carrying foot passengers from the boat would like buses as near as possible. Isn't Victoria Street a bit too far away for them? Well, yes, but uh, just because the bus stops, the the main bus stop would have been there, or could have been there, uh, doesn't stop the buses from going a little bit closer to the the, the sea terminal uh, on on their their, their journey at, uh, to or from uh, Victoria Street. So that's uh, David H. Um, some other texts that came in um, it, during yesterday's programme. One, uh, oh, I really like this, so we must get this one read out. Um, here's a Manx joke for you. How do you balance a Manxman? Put a chip on his other shoulder. Uh, I'm not quite sure who, who that might be referring to, but uh, yes, that's, I like that. Um, and then somebody agrees that uh, Stu Peters was the voice of the people and uh, and voice of reason. 
Um, there was another uh, talking about the Countryside programme, which uh, Kerry Kermud was uh, playing an interview with Ned Kenyuk, uh, who has a book to write, but is there a ghost writer who can do it in dialect? Uh, and that's from Andy. Well, I don't know any ghost writers listening in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe that, that should have been on Hop Gene, but um, right. What else have we got here? We've got um, actually we've probably got time to listen to some of these. Next radio. Well, uh, we have a little bit of uh, sort of breaking news. Um, Dave, Dave uh, Moore, you're joining me live in the studio. Yes. What's been happening down in Castletown? Well, we know today that uh, Little Tesco, it's their first day trading, having taken over from the ShopRite store there. Now, there's a bit of a rumour going online that the store caught fire this morning. From what we understand, though, that is not the case. The fire alarm did go off, as we understand. Um, supposedly, there was smoke which... If you look at the pictures online, you think, oh, that's a fire. But supposedly, and this is unofficially, but we have it on very good understanding from those who were there, that were workmen in the building, they set some dust off. The dust got into the system, and that's what set off the alarm this morning. And from what we understand, everything at Little Tesco is now back to normal, and they're trading as usual. So the story that's going around is that Little Tesco was on fire. It wasn't on fire from what we understand. as say all unofficial, but we have it on, as I say, the very good understanding that... Um, it was just dust from the workmen in the building setting off the alarm. The alarm went off and the alarm uh, was turned off again and everyone left and everything's back to normal. And great to hear that uh, Little ShopRite uh, has now been rechristened Little Little Tesco. I don't know if that's official. Well, is it, it is now. Is it? Is it? <laughs> it's on the, on the wireless, boy. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Well, marvellous. Thanks for, thanks for letting uh, There'll be know. more on these things at, at the News at One. Excellent. Okay. Cheers. Thank thanks, you. Dave. Uh, right. Um... Exciting uh, developments down in Castletown, my goodness. Um, and then, where are we now? Oh, yes, we'll go on to Ken, uh, who is on uh, line one, I think. So, Ken. Uh... Oh, sorry about the crackling at my end. OK. Um... Um, you've got to remember, it's only a temporary frustration at the sea tunnel, because if, if and ever you ever redevelop the main site... It's only a temporary move, but I just wonder where they're going to send all the 200 cars that park in that unofficial camp, uh, car park. Close. You can't park in Victoria Street, and the city terminal, you won't be able to park. The only thing that will stay at uh, Victoria Street temporary would be the taxi rank, hmm. and you've got to move. But where all the cars are going to go is nobody's business. Well, certainly when it's... Well, I don't know what the latest iteration of the planned development is, but uh, certainly at, at one point uh, there were plans to have car parks both on the old uh, uh, steam packet site uh, as well as on the Lord Street site. Um, but, yeah, uh, you do seem to be having trouble with your line there, don't yeah, you? That's it, yes. It's, it's only a temporary move, hopefully. Yeah. But you know how things temporary become permanent. That's the that's the worry. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Um, and what else have we got here? There's various texts been coming in. Um, uh, let's see now. This one here. Yes. Case carrying foot. No, I did. Did I do? Yeah, I did the case carrying foot passengers. So um, 
uh, Phil, and, and this person has very helpfully uh, done this in capital letters, in big, bold capital letters, so I can see it without my glasses. Uh, which do you think will get to the sea terminal first? The buses or the horse trams? Well, there is a question, uh, that, and uh, I wouldn't like to put money on either, uh, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, what else have we got here now? How do I move that up there? Yeah, there we are. Um, and Trombone and Brayhill uh, need queue by service paying top rates. Uh, need queue by... I'm not quite sure. Two, well, that's what it says. Queue by service paying top rates and have to walk up top uh, to top of Woodburn Road to catch bus. Uh, not good for the elderly. Uh, yes, uh, I, I'm, and I'm presuming that uh, Spellchecker has very helpfully uh, translated uh, Tremode into Trombone uh, there. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, what's good on the Isle of Man? The help and support from local businesses in construction in helping us build uh, Balalocky DIY SOS Isle of Man style. Uh, check out Facebook Balalocky. Oh gosh, that might have been a bit of free advertising there. Um, bus station. Why not down the side of the sea terminal in the car park? Um, yeah, that's a, a, a possible uh, solution. Although it's quite tight uh, to, to actually turn a bus. You'd have to sort of do uh, a kind of a, a, a three-point turn at the end. Um, right, what else have we got here now? Um, a quick question. Uh, given Orsted confirmed at Richard Selman's presentation to ornithologists that they will supply the MUA with 100 megawatts of offshore energy, do we need to litter our island with turbines too? Um, well, that's an interesting question. And um, part of the answer to that interesting question is that the... Uh, the wildlife trusts and various other bodies surrounding the Irish Sea have issued a, a warning that we need to be careful that we don't end up squeezing out the uh, the, the wildlife that lives in the sea uh, by all these uh, developments that are going on. And I'm hoping to, to pull together a programme either for perspective or agenda about that in the coming days um and then did i hear uh, did i hear uh, waterworld yes it's been drained to neighboring private property and ditched off to flood others without consent and that's uh, um it, it says actor uh, actor uh, john r davis um i don't know was that him texting or anyway uh, and then Jones is but one of the victims. Oh, oh, that Jones. Uh, presumably that's the end of that. Yeah, sorry. I'm uh, John Rhys Davis Jones is but one of the victims. God help the forests and wildlife. It's bad, and that's from C. And I am going to chase that up with the um, with the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture. Uh, now that I've got a bit more of the message. Uh, the best way for chemicals is not to use them in the first place. Well, that's true. Uh, they are not needed as those of us on septic tanks have managed without them, as they must not be used for the tank to work and never need emptying. And that's from David. Uh, I was assuming that uh, when Wilf was on, he was referring to chemicals that are... Um, um, 
well, things like medicines and things that we all take, um, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Anyway, I, I, have we had some adverts? Oh yes, we did have some adverts. We'll have some more, and then and then we'll go to John, uh, who is waiting for us. When the man in line's not on air, call Manx Radio to leave your opinion for broadcast on six eight two six three one. And also, when the man in line is on air, call 66 13 68, because we'd love to hear from you. And that's exactly what uh, John has done. And John is on line one. Hopefully you're there, John. I am indeed. How are you doing, Phil? Good, good. I'm going back to yesterday. Um, you know, people saying what is good about the island. Well, unfortunately, hmm. I have to disagree with Bonzo wholeheartedly. I think it's the sunrise, not the sunset. Right. It's bringing in a new day. Yeah. You know, the sunset, end of the day, gets dark. Yeah, same thing. But anyway, that's just one of the points. Um, I don't know if you've seen, um, but the Advertising Standards Agency has upheld two complaints, amongst others, against MG and BMW about false advertising of electric vehicles, claiming that the vehicles are zero emissions. What the Advertising Standards Agency are saying, no, no, you can't just make an advert that say it's zero emissions. You've also got to account for the emissions in producing the vehicle. The Telegraph has done an article on it, and they quote uh, the International Energy Agency that manufacturing an electric vehicle uses eight tons of CO2, whereas a diesel and petrol is only six tons. But that's a bit shocking, Hmm. don't you think? Yeah. Admittedly, they also then go on to say, well, the lifetime emissions of an electric vehicle are 11.7 tonnes, whereas for a petrol or diesel it's 35.9 tonnes, but they don't specify what engine is used. Hmm. Now, if we go back to the wind turbines, surely somebody somewhere should be able to calculate how much carbon is produced in the construction of wind turbines. Well, there is. It's the Aberdeen University in Scotland. They've produced a calculator where you can put in the details of the foundations, the type of turbines, the heights, and all of those kind of things, and come out with a carbon figure. Unfortunately, we can't use that calculator here because the NUA hasn't given us any specific details of the construction. Nevertheless, in Scotland, every planning application for wind turbines has to include this calculation. And some of them have been rejected because the carbon created in the building of the wind farms is actually more than the wind turbines would actually save. My question is, is the government here or MUA actually going to do this? Well, it's a a very interesting question and uh, certainly one for which, uh, if if I get the chance, I'll, I'll press government ministers or chair of the MUA to, to, to give us some answers uh, in relation to that. Uh, I mean, the, the, these whole, the, the whole question about uh, uh, creating a carbon, uh, a zero carbon or low carbon economy, um, it, it, it all depends on where you measure the carbon, doesn't it? Um, well, well, exactly, yes. Mm. Just like the Advertising Standards Agency have now said, you have to include all the carbon. So if we're going to actually work out what's best. We need to know all the information. Mm. Now, Bonzo, unfortunately, again, he keeps saying, oh, the electricity is going to be cheap, electricity is going to be cheaper. Another chap called up the other week saying, well, he wants to know what the cost of electricity is, financially, not in terms of carbon. Now, if you go to the um, MUA website, 
they actually say, yes, it's going to be cheaper. But they're not including the cost that has to be paid back, financial cost, in constructing these things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, to me, it seems, you know, Bonzo keeps saying misinformation, misinformation. But if you only give half of the picture, is that not misinformation? It's, I believe it to be misinformation. Well, per perhaps. It's also a... a um uh, a way in which uh, p politics works. Uh, you know, each side gives their their, their best shot at, at at an argument, and um, we, then the public is left to to try and work out for themselves which which of the two sides. Because it usually is two sides. It's very rare that you get three or four sides in an argument. There's usually two. Well, um, I don't know if you bring the wives in, you probably get six sides to an argument. So, sorry, what did you say? If you bring the wives in, you get six sides to an argument. Yeah, well, perhaps, perhaps. Anyway, thanks for that, uh, John. Uh, we've got several callers uh, waiting for us now, so perhaps if we go next to uh, Tommy, and I believe that Tommy wants to talk about tidal power and other things. Uh, Tommy? Hi, Phil. How are you doing, mate? Hi, good. Good to see you again, mate. Yeah. Good old man, you like myself. Hi. So how could we uh, help you? Well, uh, I went on before, and it was a couple of years ago now, and I got investigated by uh, Michael uh, Michael George for then suggest we we should use Marine Drive yeah. as a main outlet for the uh, cables. Hmm. It's, a, it's, it's an ideal situation then. All, all you've got to do is go across the road, and up, up the, up, uh, up the house, down the other side, over to the uh, power station, and there's all the electricity for nothing there, there Phil. Well, mm -hmm. after, after uh, building, uh, obviously, you know. Yeah. But, uh, why, why can't we do that? Well, uh, tidal power. Fascinating question. I mean, in terms of tidal power, um, to be fair, a lot of people think that there's a great potential at some point. Um, but most of the areas that are using tidal power have uh, particularly strong uh, tidal races, usually going through fairly narrow channels. Um, so obviously the sound is, is, is often mentioned, um, but even, well, the, the biggest problem with the sound is it's actually a little bit too extreme down there, uh, certainly yeah, in, in terms powerful, of the, te yeah. the, the technology that uh, was as being mentioned. Uh, there had been a, an attempt to look at a, a, some tidal power, uh, both off Langness and off the point of air, but uh, that was certainly during my time anyway. I don't know whether anything further has, has come of, of either of those, but uh, I know there were several issues that weren't really quite resolved. I think uh, the people, possibly the people doing the work, were more interested in selling a prospect than they were in actually carrying it out themselves. But, but yeah, tidal power, um, it seems like the the least uh, visible of, of, of the uh, options of available. And, uh, well, yeah. well, the artists did it there, so didn't they? Oh, they were feeding up there. Was the river day up to our up day and then and back again? They were taking front of themselves at high tide and low tide, mm. and uh, they've been using that for years. I think it's only just slightly uh, it's it's gone out of service. Yeah, that the best part of twenty years out of it, there, Phil. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I I I remember reading a bit about that. It was uh, quite heavily subsidised, and because of the narrowness of the outlet, it 
it made it uh, particularly suitable. But yeah, it's a good idea. Anyway, uh, sadly, your line is a bit uh, a bit Dalek-y on us, so uh, po- possibly, un- unless there's anything else burning oh, that you I, want to... Oh, no, like, uh, is it all right now, fellas? Uh, a little bit sharp I'm, sounding. Uh, am I? Oh, I've, I've, never, I've never been called sharp in my life. I mean, mate. Listen, I'll sign off, Phil. All, all right, right, mate. Okay, cheers. Thanks then, Tommy. Um, and um, we've got a, a, a comeback kid here that's a, doing a bit of a Frank Sinatra on me. Wilf is, is back. Um, uh, well, no, he's not. I'll have to click that button first. There we go. Wilf, how can we help you? Yes. All it was. There's somebody just been on saying about septic tanks. Yeah. And we can't put chemicals in septic tanks. Well, we know that. That's fair enough. There's nothing wrong with a septic tank. That's the proper way to go. But people on the sewer can't do that, obviously. Mm. And what I was talking about, and it wasn't so much putting chemicals, it wasn't so much putting medicines down the toilet, it was putting uh, the stuff that makes you smell nice. And oh, kills all known germs, yeah, yeah. Mr. Harpick, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Right, yeah. oh, well, that's that, that's good to know. Um, and, yeah, uh, that that is undoubtedly a, a cause of uh, of problems. But uh, I know that things like, uh, so, well, various uh, medicines have uh, caused some significant problems as well in terms of uh, you know, be le- leaking out into the environment. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, Wilf has gone. Um, so, what what else have we got that's um, been interesting you? And and I should say, 66, 13, 68 is the number, and it would be great to hear from as many people as possible in the remaining, what have we got, about seven minutes. Um so, one of our texters tells me, 24 MHKs, 11 MLCs, 100 top civil servants, and they have failed miserably to run 275 square miles of land, the most over-governed piece of land on the place of, of the planet from, uh, that's from Richard, um, and that's Richard's view, and maybe it's a view you share. And if you do, and you want to talk about it, sixty-six, thirteen, sixty-eight is the number. Beach Buddies is heading down to Langness. Uh, Langness is the venue for the weekend volunteer beach cleaning team event from ten thirty a.m. on Sunday, February the eighteenth. Uh, we are concentrating on the island's bird nesting areas for the next few weeks prior to the official start of the new nesting season. Uh, I wonder if the birds know that there's an official start, uh, whether they uh, they all wait uh, with with big chunks of, of nesting materials in their beaks, waiting for the official start. Um, and apologies for being slightly facetious there. The bird nesting season officially begins on April the 1st. Uh, new volunteers are always made very welcome. It's good fun. This is back to Beach Bodies again. Uh, a great family event and makes you feel good about the world, which it does. I've, I've uh, done a, a couple of uh, uh, goes with Beach Bodies myself, and it does make you feel good because... Uh, uh, yeah, okay, it's someone else's mess, uh, but uh, it's it's great that you have the chance to tidy that mess up and uh, hopefully get rid of, of, of some bits of the plastic, at least, which are causing so much uh, harm to uh, the uh, 
the, the creatures that inhabit the sea and the coastline uh, that surrounds it. Um, oh dear, um, this is a, a message from Donny. Getting a one-way ticket off this place. Oh gosh. Uh, um, and then is that you know this is a different one. Um, Let's see, man in line. Um, North Key paving slabs. The gaps are that wide that walking aids, sticks, crutches get stuck between the pavings. A trip for both. Um, a trip for both. Disno check. I'm not quite sure about Disno check, but that was from Pete. And then the prom in Douglas should be used for parking during the whole winter. It's so hard to just pick to park up and nip into town. Uh, would be great for the traders too, and that's from Alan. Uh, is there a legal obligation to pay property rates? Um, where has a property owner agreed to pay said rates? Is there a contract? Well, it's a tax, and um, it's part of the law of the land and the contract. I suppose if 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 we're to to look at for any such thing is the one that you have with your MHKs. The MHKs pass the the law, and the law states that all um, um, properties on the Isle of Man, property owners, shall pay uh, rates, and effectively rates is a tax on the value of your property. Although uh, it's fair to say that uh, the whole rating system which was primarily established based on rental values of the, I think it was the 1970s. It's, it's got a little bit out of kilter now uh, because, of course, when it was done, uh, properties out in the countryside were deemed to be very, worth very little rent because they were miles away from the main habitation centres and the places where you might go and buy things like loaves of bread and um, pints of milk and whatever. Um, so that the the values of of rental uh, properties in in the countryside were quite low, and the values of rental properties in towns were quite high. So perhaps it is time that uh, government looked at that. Although last I heard from an MHK, well, it's way too difficult. It's there's far too much time been spent on this in the past, and uh, people just don't seem able to agree. And then a message from Peter. Current EVs, uh, EVs, electric vehicles, are in a carbon dioxide uh, win after driving 16,000 miles compared to uh, ICE. So that's something, combustion engine cars, I'm guessing. I don't know what the I stands for. Um, So 16,000 miles, once you've done your 16,000, so possibly a year and a half, two, two years Travelling about the Isle of Man, uh, it's uh, it's a carbon uh, win, according to Pete. It's not just about CO2, also pollution at point of use, uh, something city dwellers appreciate, um, which, of course, is the case if you're uh, living near the quarter bridge with all the traffic going through, having uh, less emissions would probably be uh, something that you'd welcome. I fear the tidal flow around the Isle of Man is too slow at three to four knots and the sea too shallow. You need seven to eight knots to be viable. And that's from John in Balasala. And that sort of uh, ties in with what I had been uh, told in the past. Um, What else have we got? Uh, You have to agree that in the UK, one MP will have a constituent a constituency of about 300,000 residents. 
Uh, we have 23, well, actually, we've got 24 uh, MHKs, and they couldn't arrange a free night out in a pub. Ah, well, there you are. It's a view. It's a view that uh, the texter six, ending 615 has. Um, you may have a different view. I don't know. Um, and then Phil uh, is write, writing in in response to a previous message. Uh, Please, no more parking on the prompt. Thanks again for the, the big capital letters. Um, it's uh, lack of glasses. I must remember, I'll put two pairs of glasses in my bag uh, tonight when I get home. Uh, it's a lovely Victorian walkway, not a car park. We need less cars, not more. And that's from Phil, um, who may or may not have a connection to uh, environmental groups on the island and some whatsapp messages in how are we doing for time gosh 30 only 30 seconds left so last two messages then does anyone know when the isle of man is going to allow cannabis to be legalized uh well i don't know Uh, maybe someone will know i know there's been a report that home affairs has been looking into and they're about to to make some statements in timnald on that and then final message, uh, faster, Mike. Can we be reminded how much? Oh no, uh, no, that's not. Uh, that was the first message. This is from Andy. Please, isn't Douglas still a borough? Uh, as it's not been handed the let- letters patent, nor has Timwald passed an act to change its status. So, is the copy misrepresenting its status? And. <laughs> And that was uh, from Andy, and uh, thanks, Andy, for, for that message. Um, well, actually, we managed to get through all the texts today. I've still got a few uh, lined up from previous shows that I didn't get round to, to reading out. Um, but, yeah, tomorrow, um, Man and Line is back with me again. Sorry if, if you're getting fed up with the sound of, of, of my screechy voice. Um and who knows what we'll be talking about. Perhaps we might have a um, former MHK uh, who's now retired. He, he might be joining us. I, he sort of indicated to me he might be giving us a call tomorrow, for, uh, which would be his first time. But um, one to three from Christy D is coming up next. <laughs>